Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast where we share our most private, often very vulnerable details in an effort to learn from each other so that we may create the super satisfying sex lives of our dreams. Our guest today is a 35-year-old bi dude partnered in a monogamous relationship of three years. He's a little bit into cross-dressing, eating his own cum, piss play, strap-ons, small penis humiliations of his micropenis. A former professional soccer player, now a consultant and small farmer. Welcome, John. Hello. How are you? I am so excited to talk to you. Can you start off by telling us if you had to rate yourself on a sexual shameometer with 10 being the most full of shame and one being not so shamey at all, where do you fall right now? I think I'm a little bit about five. Tell us about your five and does it ever go up and down? Like, where do you feel like you hold shame? When do you feel like it goes away? I think I am now in my 35 years old. I am thinking that my sexual direction is going to some bisexual things that I will want to try. I would like to try some cross-dressing things and uh, I'm a little bit ashamed about that. Here it's not normal. Somebody can be bisexual or, or somebody can be different than the others. And uh, we have to be very careful talking about our sexuality. Mm. And I am now in this stage that I would like to try everything, but I cannot do it. So this is the bad things. And the good things is that I am just trying to try everything that I want because life is just one. And I would like to try everything that I want because I'm still young enough to try. When I will be older, it will be not possible to try everything that I want. And I want so many things. Yeah, I really relate to that. And not in a way where I want to panic, but I'm like, 
every day is a gift. I don't know how long my life is going to last. Like I want to try stuff while I'm here in this body that I can do stuff with. So I really do that. Can you give us a little overview of what your sex life is like right now? Right now I'm in a relationship. I have fiance, but now she's really much vanilla. And I don't like it now, but before, I don't know, maybe three, maybe four years, she was really open. She was really kinky. She was open to do everything. I tried to talk with her. I tried to find out why is now like it is, but I don't have answers. I don't know what's the problem. Maybe it's me, maybe it's not, but I don't know. This is stuff that bothers me, but in my mind, I'm trying to try new things with her or without her. It's not something that I can change. When you try to initiate those conversations about, you know, what is different, what has changed, do you have a dialogue or is it? Uh, yes, we have dialogue, but uh, I think this is something that is not in my place to be. Mm. And I really don't have answers like I don't want that or I want something else. I have just answers, no, we will do it uh, tomorrow or we will do it day after tomorrow or I'm tired a little bit now or uh, I don't have answers, no, go away. Right. I have answers, we will do it maybe tomorrow, maybe day after tomorrow, but this never happened. Man, humans are so tricky. This is frustration. Yes, that's that frustrates me because so, it's the whole thing where I'm like, just tell me, you know, and it's... Just tell me, what do you want? Yeah, it's not so simple. Well, and, and for myself too, sometimes it's, I have so much desire. I have so much that I'm in touch with. And some days I don't know, you know, when I meet a new partner or whatever, and someone's like, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I that's, don't know. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. So tell us now, what are your favorite parts about your sex life? I hear that you're not necessarily waiting to explore. Are you exploring on your own? What are the juiciest bits for you right now? I cannot answer you. Because I like so many things. Okay. I listen to your podcast and I'm thinking, am I some kind of too kinky person that I love everything and I want more? And I am so kinky in my head that I'm thinking that something is wrong with me. Mm. But I believe it's not. Okay, good. But we have to start talking about details and you will hear yeah. what is that I like. Okay. So I will try you explain from my little age. Okay. So when I was young, here uh, was war and my family helped escape from one place to another okay. and it was completely chaos. And I was uh, about maybe six, seven years old. I don't remember. It, it was chaos, but our parents was on war zone. Mm -hmm. and our kids were on place that, that, without war. Okay. And there was a hundred uh, children, uh, there was cows, but we have enough to live. It was 1991, so we have uh, just maybe soccer balls and recorders to watching. Mm -hmm. And somehow uh, we have so many porn movies and the kids were watching porn. I remember that I have five, six friends, and we were watching porn. And what we can do, we can watch porn and masturbate. <laughs> it was normal for us. We don't know any, anything better. Yeah. 
So I remember that I love it so much. Be with other guys, masturbating, yeah, watching porn. It was uh, all kinds of porn. Vintage. Uh, it wasn't vintage. It was just porn. Right. It was porn of 90s. I remember that we were masturbating and I will watch porn and watch the other friends that masturbating. And it was just turning on. I like to see how they come, how they play with, yeah. with their cocks, how they play with, with the balls. And I was a little bit ashamed because I was the youngest in group. So everybody was older than me, a few years maybe. Okay. And this is the first time that I start thinking about sex. And I, I remember that everybody have come, but not me. I was so young, but I, I can't have orgasm, but without come. And I was so disappointed that I don't have calm. They made jokes about that, but nothing bullying, not like that. And after that, maybe in my eight, finally, I like every other boy, I, I can come. So I was so desperate to try it. And finally, I tried. I tried my own calm. And I was so, oh, that's really nice. And I found out that I like boys and girls in the same time. And this is like it's now. Nothing changed. It started like just normal teenage boy in every part of the planet. And I tried to be with girls, hanging out with girls. And I was just thinking about how vagina it tastes. How the vagina tastes and feels? Yes. And first time when I was down there, I came without touching myself. So it was something that I'm thinking about every single night. So it was something I really, really enjoy. And day after day, day after day, I had a long time girlfriend. And we try explore ourselves, bodies, exploring everything. And she was really, really, really beautiful girl. And she was open to trying new things. So it was very, very hot things that we were doing. I remember when uh, she was blowing me first time, I think I came after 20 seconds. Yeah. It was something really, really great for me. We were together maybe two years, maybe. Okay. I was thinking about new things, maybe because of porn. And I was thinking, can I maybe try some girls' things? Tongues, corsets. And I tried new things, and I really like it. I really, really like it to be dressed in a woman's clothes, watching porn, touch uh, myself, and be in that kind of situation. Yeah. And that's so news. And then I realized that what the women do, they like anal. So I try anal. At first, I try with my fingers, and I, I don't have any toys. But I find out something that will be my toy. Mm -hmm. It was just like real cook. Wooden cook. It was like that. Wooden? Yes. And uh, I was playing with that. It was like this side. Oh, wow. He's holding up a water bottle for anyone listening. A water bottle. <laughs> yes. And I was thinking, how can I put it in my ass? But I really want that. I'm trying, trying a little bit, a little bit. And in that time, that wooden toy goes in me. I was so 
so happy. I try new thing that really blows my mind. And from that time, I really, really, really like Anna play. And now I know why is that. Because first time that I play with myself, I know that I was uh, touching my prostate. And this feeling is something that is top of the of the everything. So I really came in like a few seconds if you touch my my G spot, my man's G spot. Cool. And day after day, day after day, I'm trying more and more. Now I have plenty of toys okay. in my secret place. And I'm playing with it. And after I broke up with that girl, I was trying to explore my bisexuality. But because I'm in so conservative place that I cannot do it in my, my city. I cannot. It's not possible. How old are you at this point? Are you still a teenager? Or are you a little bit I'm, older? I'm still a teenager. teenager. I'm still okay. teenager. Okay. And I decided to go to the other big city and try to be with a trans woman, with females. But I have to pay that. So somehow, I don't know, I have money in that situation. And I call some woman with penis and told him, can I pay you for sex? And we make a deal. I came to her apartment. And it was the first time that I was completely without any word. My mouth was so dry that I cannot speak with her. I need water. I was so, so stressed in that situation. But she was very, very nice. And talk with me, everything would be okay. What do you want? And it was the first time that I try suck the cock. This is the first time. Okay. And I remember that I was shaking. I was shaking like that. I was on my knee and I was shaking, shaking. And finally, when I put it in my mouth, it was very beautiful. I, I just want to try that. I want to try the feeling, the taste. Yeah. I remember that she fucked me in the mouth and ass. I, I don't remember how long it was. In my mind, it was uh, maybe one minute, but I believe it was much more than one minute. Yes. But in my mind, it was so, so beautiful. And I'm 19, maybe, in what I'm talking about, what I'm 19 years old. So I'm still young. And I remember that I opened the door, go from the apartment, and my knees are shaking. I didn't know where I had to go. I was completely out of my mind. And I decided, oh, this is very good. And I decided I want to try everything with men. Everything. And I met a guy on sexual side here. And really a little bit uh, text, and we make appointment, and we make a deal that we will be in that time on that place. So we met, and we figured out that we know each other in real life. In real life. Oh, what was that like? It was. I really cannot explain it. I was shaking. I begging him, don't tell anybody, please. And he told me, no, no. You don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, no, no, you don't. <laughs> Please. And we go to my car and we was on some place outside of city. 
and we're talking uh, about what's happened. And in one situation, I put uh, my hand on his knee. He told me, we will really do it. And I said, if you want it, I want it. So in that situation, he kissed me and we played uh, sucking, uh, touching. Uh, and it was the first time that I swallowed. Huh. It was the first time. How was it for you? It was so yummy for me. I really like gum. Okay. So he didn't uh, swallow my gum, but I swallowed his gum. We were playing about maybe one year, but maybe every 10 or 20 days, every day situations. Yeah. Then I met my second girl in the city and I fell in love. So I was with her and I told to him, please, some days we will not see. I am now in love with some girl. And he said, okay, I have girl too, so it's everything is okay. And with that girl, I was five years. Oh, wow. She was really beautiful. She was very open-minded, but I wanted uh, that uh, she is more open okay. than she is. Got it. So I am a little bit crazy. And again, I opened the site and I find uh, some femdom women. So I decided to go to one lady, pay her, uh-huh. and be in a femdom situation. So that's really blown my mind. I didn't know that I'm so much submissive. I really don't know that I really like to be submissive. Mm-hmm. She made me to put fetish piece play, strap on. I'm talking about big strap-ons. She dressed me like lady. She put my penis in cage. And I have to be in cage a few days. Days? Days, yes. And uh, it was really something that I didn't know that I liked. Wait, you had a partner, but you were also in chastity? Yes, because here we cannot be on a college in our city. We are home every week or two Okay. when we are on college. So in this week, I was in Chesity. Okay. She didn't know about that. It was something that blew my mind because uh, I was so, so turned on. But in Chesity, it's something different that you cannot do anything. So I was talking with my femdom lady. She told me, this is because you have to learn how to come without hands. So I told her that it's not possible. She told me, yes, it is. And I asked her how. And every night I will be at my home. I will call her. We were talking about that. And she told me, now use your toys. I will tell you exactly what you have to do. I was in chastity, riding tildo. And trying to come. And it is not easy. Believe me, it's really not easy. After maybe 20, 30 times, maybe, maybe more, I don't remember, I came first time without hands. In the cage? Are you in the cage? In the cage, yes. You're coming in the cage, riding a water bottle-sized dildo. Yes. Are you controlling the dildo with your hand, or is it stuck to something? Like, what's the... Stuck on the floor. Okay. I was riding... So I really like that. And again, I was with some girl that is too much vanilla. 
for me. Yeah. I talked to her, not that I like that, that uh, it was my secret. Okay. But nothing's happened. Okay, we will. Okay, maybe we'll try. Okay, but nothing. So I decided to be single. Maybe years, two, three, I don't know. Okay. Are we in your early 20s now or like post, yes, early, post early, university? Early, okay. Yes, yes. And on some side, I met some couple. They were from Germany, older than me, and they coming on seaside area June, I believe. And we decide to meet each other. I go to the seaside and they told me you will go in nudist camp. Nudist camp, okay. Yes. Hot. So I thought, okay, I never been there, but I will come, no problem. So I come there. 7,500 naked people around me. This is, Wait, this is huge. That's this huge. is huge. Last five years, I'm in that camp. Okay, cool. The first time, 7,500 people naked around you. First time in your life. I was shocked. I was, what is this place? This is the best place I have ever saw. Why now? Why not before? So when I saw naked people, and it was really, really great feeling to be naked around everybody, talking with naked people. Now I'm this type. Yeah. But in the first time, I was shocked. It was really beautiful. And I was with that couple, and we talked every night. It was nothing. Now we have to do sex. No, we just talk slowly. Everything was uh, romantic, I, I would say. Mm. That. It okay. was a quiet place, wine. We are naked, so it's not a problem to have sex whenever you want. But we were talking, and maybe second night, when we were talking, the woman asked me, what do you think about sex with guys? I said, I really like that, but I think that I like girls and men's in the same way. And she asked me, do you want to sleep with me and my husband? But mostly with my husband. I will watch you. I said, okay, why not? So it was the first time that somebody watched me in sex. Oh, wow. How was that? I was shaking again. Every time I shake. I was watching what's happening. I'm blowing some man and uh, his wife watching me. I don't know how to explain to myself. After maybe a few minutes, she decided to participate with us. And it was beautiful. Mostly, she played with me. We were kissing. Uh, she sucked me a little bit. And it was the first time with somebody rimming me. I like it. I really, really enjoy it. I don't know what happened, but we were in 69, mm -hmm. but I was on top. I was licking her, and she licked my ass, balls, and in that situation, her husband started to fuck me. That's so hot. Oh, it was really, 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 really hot. I said, oh my God, my, my dreams come true. When he was fucking me, I have to lick her. But I'm so in other planes in my mind that I forgot to lick her. Yes. 
and she put in my hand, <laughs> lick me, lick me, please lick me. Yeah. So I was in some other place, in some other planet, in some other universe. I don't know where I was, but it was very, very, very beautiful. That's awesome. After a few minutes, we changed some poses and everything, and she blew me, and I come in her mouth. It was really hot, and she kissed me with cum. After a few years, I know that now it's calling snowballing, but I didn't know. And I remember that we are kissing about minutes with my cum in her mouth, in my mouth, in her mouth, in my mouth. And it was so, so hot. I was with them about maybe maybe five days in the the place. And just near camp is Swinger Beach. It's illegal, Swinger Beach, but everybody knows that this is the Swinger Beach. They asked me, do you want to go there? I said, yeah, of course I want to go. And it was really hot. It was really, really hot outside. And we were walking, and in every few meters along the beach, somebody fucking. Really? There, a uh, woman sucking cock. There is, uh, I don't know, man fucking his wife. Uh, 20 people is around them and jerking. Everything is really, really hot, really hot. And what will we do now? And they tell me, just watch for maybe an hour or two. Please, don't rush. We were uh, walking around the beach, uh, watching, a uh, little bit touching uh, ourselves. And I ask, what is beyond the rock? And they told me it is a beach, but it's gay beach. Swinger gay beach. Okay. I said, okay. Maybe we can go there to see what's happening there. They told me, okay, we are going there. And first time I'm on Gate Beach, I'm looking beautiful. Beautiful man's body on gay beach. Everybody's great bodies. I don't have that good body like gay, gay people. Mm. They, they, they are really, really nice looking guys. First time I saw that's normal that every second guy have tongs, <gasps> men tongs. So I was thinking maybe I can buy some men tongs. <gasps> and nowadays I'm wearing the men tongs. It is something that I really enjoy. And we were on the on that beach, and the woman of the couple said to me that if you want to be with somebody here, it's really okay. We will be here or beach beyond, but please use condom, be careful. And they decided to go on the other side. And I was alone there and forest nearby. I go in the forest and I see at least 20 guys fucking. I decided to watch one couple. And in a few minutes around me were maybe 20 naked gay men masturbating and watching them. I was masturbating too. And I don't know how I do it, but in one second, I grab a man near me for the butt. I don't know why I was doing that. He looked at me and said, do you want to go me? I said, yes, I want that. 
and we go very far along, maybe two meters, <laughs> maybe two meters. <laughs> and I'm sucking him and he put me in doggy and he started to fuck me. And how we were watching the other men, now everybody watch us. How was that for you? It was scary. It's really scary okay. because I didn't know maybe here is my teacher, maybe here is I don't know any my country is really small. You you never know. Right. And I cannot see anybody that I know. And one guy came to me, I was in Dogi, and asked me, Do you want to suck me? Yes. And in just maybe few minutes in front of me were maybe two, three, four guys that I'm sucking and, and want to fuck me and, and don't know what is now. Yeah. And they came all over my face and for me it's very beautiful. And I came after that, I came with the couple and they asked me, how was it? And I said, nobody talked with me, so I just came here. Really? So I was really ashamed about that. Okay. So after that, I were with that couple maybe a day or two and we split and I go home and after a few years I met my now fiance and I didn't want her at first. She's very little, small girl. And I talked with her and one word to another and just in a COVID time. So what can we do? I will go in her place and we were hanging around because I have produced my own wine. So I bring the wine, go to her place and we were talking just like I talk with you, but not so open. Okay. But I was thinking I have to tell her everything that I want because I have enough years to be with something in, in long term, mm. but I have to decide tell her everything or not. And because every day I was drinking about five, six, seven liters of wine. So we were very drunk every single night, every single night. Really, really drunk. Yeah. I'm not think. I'm not talking about a little bit drunk, drunk as a pig. <laughs> yeah, five, five to seven liters. <laughs> drunk every single day. It's COVID time. You, you cannot go outside. What do you, what, what you working? Eating, and drinking, have sex, eating, drinking, have sex, all that you can. And we were talking and I decided to tell her that I like some things that maybe she don't know about. Yeah. And how can I tell to her and not be ashamed? Yeah. I go in one room, she's on the second room and I am sending her Video from Pornhub. Really? Yes. From Pornhub? Yes. Oh, cool. Creative. Yes. But she opened my door of my room and go right there. <laughs> and go <laughs> to see again. <laughs> and few times like it. I was so ashamed, but I decided to do like that. And what happens, happens. And she was very open-minded. She told me, okay, we can try everything. And I didn't know that it was really easy. Mm. First time, it really easy. Just have to say, ask, 
and everything will be okay. I told her that I want to be roped, I don't want to be fucked with strap-on, I buy on strap-on, I like to piss games, yeah. I like to everything. I remember that she told me, okay, but what if I want something else? Oh, really? Whatever you want, we will do it. Yeah. Believe me, believe me, we will do it. She is not kinky in a way that I am, but I really appreciate the way that she is kinky about. And first time she asked me, okay, you send me some videos. I really want to try these games. Okay, so we were drunk and we go to the shower and we are watching each other. And she asked me, who will be first? And I said, I think it will be me. She told me, okay, on your knees. And it was so, I don't know how to say, you are drunk, you are horny, something like that happening. In real life, not on porn. Yeah. And it was really, really, really hot. It was, maybe it was a little bit not good because when I stand up, I have erection. So I cannot be on camera. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is not a great way. I have to be first. (laughs) So... It was a little bit a disaster, but... That sounds like a good disaster. <laughs> no, yes. And, and she asked me, how, how was it? How was it? How was the feel? Yeah. And I said, just give me a few minutes <laughs> and I will, I will piss on in your mouth. Yeah. And she tried and she told me, it's really hot. It's first time for me, but I'm really drunk. I don't know if I will love it tomorrow. Yeah. And I cannot say that she loved. Sometimes we do that, but not in every situation. But she loved to rope me. I was very surprised that uh, she knew how to rope. She knew, like she already knew knots and ties? Yes, she knew everything. How to have be my hands, Mm. where my head have to be. So I said, you're really, really kinky, I have to say. And we have strap on. I bought it, I believe, on eBay. It is smaller than that I expect. I decided to buy bigger than that. And she really liked to fuck me with Shepon in my mind. But it was easy with smaller. Mm. When she put big Shepon and fucked me in my mouth, it was really hard to deep throat. Yeah. I didn't know how to deep throat the first time. And it was really hard when, when she told me now, Come on, little bitch. I will fuck you until you deep throat. And it was so great. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health. But if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. 
Bluetooth tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I too love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. And day after day, she become vanilla too. I don't know why. Mm. I really don't know why. So I tried to talk with her before it was really good. Why, why, why do you don't want it now? What happened? Mm. I, I told me, I really don't know. I will be better. I will be whatever you want. Just told me. And now still it's the situation. I don't know. She don't know. And I was so sad because of that. Yeah. And what can I do? Again, I go on sex site and I was texting with other people about everything. And in some day, one guy texted me, hello, how are you? I'm great and everything like that. And he told me, do you like guys? I said, yes. So do you want to find out with me? I told him, listen, we are in small city. I don't believe that we don't know each other. So maybe it's not great. And he told me, I am 50 years old. I have two kids and I have no reason to show you off. So please believe me, everything will be okay. I told him, okay, I believe. I don't know why, but I believe. And where I have to go, where we will meet. And when he told me, he told me that he is maybe less than 50 meters from my office now. Just here. Oh my God. So I was thinking we are meeting every day, 100% because we are working. Yeah. But I decided, okay, I believe. I don't know why. And I go outside and try to find who is he came and I don't know him. He don't know me. Do you believe that? Wow. We are working 50 meters from each other wow. and we don't know. I never see him wow. and he never see me. How is that possible? I don't know. But we talk to each other and I said to him, I don't have a place where we will have sex. And he told me, in my office. I said, how do you mean in my office? Yes, yes, in my office. Every day from 10 to 12, I am completely alone in basement. Basement uh, is his office. Oh my God. And nobody can see us. He said, really? He said, okay, come with me. And now, every maybe second, third, five, maybe five days, I go just 50 meters and we play to each other. He's dominant. Oh, so, let me see. God, what? 
if I had a dominant partner to play with every other day and I could just like walk outside to another building, I mean, that's amazing. How is that for you? It was very stressed. Like okay. every story that I talk before, it was really stressed. Really? And I don't know why I'm doing that. I don't know. It's something in me that stress that I have in that situation is really, really, really strong that I want it again. I want it again. I want yeah. it again. Yeah. I don't know why. Except the sex. This kind of stress and mind playing, it's maybe better than the sex yeah. for me. Mm. And uh, now I have a problem with my fiance. Because sometimes I sleep in other room. If it is a soccer game or something, I'm watching in one room and she's sleeping in another. Yeah. And after the game, if I have time and I'm not sleepy or something, what I'm doing, I'm watching porn. And how I was watching porn, I was playing with myself. It was night. And... She came, but I didn't see her. And she watched me how I'm jerking uh-huh. and watching she made boards. She made orgies. And now it's a little bit problem between oh. us because of that. Really? <laughs> because she didn't know that I like cocks. Okay. Wait, your fiance who fucked you with a strap on didn't make that connection? I, I, never, I, ne- I never told her that. I like cocks. A live I cock. told her that, yes, oh, I told okay. her that I like, that is true. I like to be fucked in ass yeah. because of prostate yeah. and other feelings, not just prostate. But I never told her, listen, I like cocks. I never told to her. I have to be honest. Mm. So now she's asking me, do you want to try that? I said, yes. Have you ever tried? I said, no, <laughs> I'm lying. Yeah. But it's a complicated situation now, but yeah. it'll be okay in a few days. And one time, I don't think that she know, but maybe she was at work and I was home alone and I was jerking. And I like when I can, when I'm in mood, I like to put my legs in air and come in my mouth. You can do that? Like, do you aim it or? Yes, I just put the leg in. You do? Okay. Yes, and come in my mouth or my face. And I heard that she's coming and it was really chaos. And it was okay. I was, yeah, okay. Everything's okay. And I have come here. I didn't see this. So she told me, what is on your face? I said, where? Where do you see that? Here, what, what, what is it? It's, it's like gum. Is it gum? I, I told her, no, what are you talking about? It's not gum. It's nothing. How do you mean nothing? It's something. So I told him, try it. If it's gum, you will know it. And she, it's gum. I told him, no, it's not gum. I don't know what is it. <laughs> so it was disaster two times in a row. So, so I believe she knows about my second secret. Okay. How does that make you feel? How does that make her feel? For me, it's, I don't care. Now I don't care. But I think maybe she is thinking that I'm crazy. 
no. Oh my gosh. Why do and you, yeah. This is something that I really like. And I tried in my young age. And really my young age, I was teenage years. I tried it and I really like it. I'm not typical man in alcohol situation. Most of the people, most of the planet is horny when they are drinking. They are drinking and they are hornier and hornier with every glass. Yeah. I am not like that. I cannot have sex when I'm drinking. I am very horny. Second day after I slept. Oh. I woke up a little bit drunk. In this situation, I'm very, very horny. In this situation, I cannot explain how horny I am. Second day, I'm horny. Yeah. I'm not everybody else. I don't know. Do you drink alcohol? I can't drink anymore. I, get, I just get sick. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a bummer. I produce wine, so I'm drinking every day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's, I cannot. I'm against it. So. Thank you for sharing that story of your life, of your sex life so beautifully. I'd love to kind of like go back in and gather some details. Okay, so first, I think I would love to know a little bit about the background of, I know we spoke a little bit of like the culture that you grew up in and the early experiences, you know, especially I'm struck by the fact that you were like with groups of other kids and you were the youngest one, you know, and I'm curious if you got any direct religious teachings because you mentioned shame from a pretty young age. And I'm curious if you remember adults or like a specific moment where someone gave you that shame. Cause it also sounds like you yes. have been driven by tons of joy, like body joy. Yes. Here, when you are born, they put shame in your head ah. because I am living in Catholic country, mm -hmm. very primitive mm -hmm. in head, in sexual meaning, primitive place. I never spoke with my sister, nobody. I never talk about sex. Wow. Sex is something that nobody like. In my country, sex is something, I would say, ugly here in countryside. Mm -hmm. We are open-minded in some kind of jokes. Here, when people talking about sex, they're talking just in some funny situation, in some jokes. Yeah. But we don't speak about sex. And this is the main problem because everything you want to know, you can find just on Pornhub. But when I was young, it was not Pornhub. Right. It was just recorders. And if you have porn, okay. If you have not, okay. You have just your mind. And nowadays I have shame. But I know that I don't have to be shamed about some feelings that I have. Mm. But because of my young age and my parents and my culture and everything else, I have shame. As I listened to you speak, I was struck by how even in the face of feeling like you can't share with people or feeling like you have to hide or having all of this shame, it sounds like your desire still led you to these incredible experiences. And so I'm curious what that felt like and does it come from your body and yes. how does that unfold for you? Like now, I really want to be with open-minded people yeah. around me and I am not in that situation and I think I will never be. I am not in USA here. 
is you have to work, have two children, and have a job. That's it. And desire is so strong that I once tried so many other things. Now I like to explore my things with humiliation. Yeah. I like feeling of being humiliated. This is very hard to speak about. But when I was with my girl before, I was fucking her in Dolly. Mm -hmm. And I, I told him, are you gay? Do you want it? And she told me, I don't feel you because I'm a little bit smaller than average. I have a small cock. And in the first place, it was a very disaster for me. But I just want more and more things like that. I don't know why is that. I really don't know why is that. Yeah. But I really like that humiliating things do to end because I cannot do it with my fiance now. I'm doing it by myself. Okay. And last three times, we don't have sex shops here in my city. So when I am on some job in another city, I go to the sex shop. The worker come to me and ask, do you need any help? And I said, yes, I have micro penis. And do you have maybe smaller condoms for me? And every single time, women looked at me and, yeah, and this is something that turned me on so much. I don't know why. Oh. I really don't know why. Really? What do you think or imagine they are thinking? And what version of that thought turns you on the most? I don't know. I am thinking, they're thinking that they imagine how small I am. Yeah. They're thinking, oh, I really want to know how small it is. And worker gets me, uh, how small do you want? Yeah. And I told her, the smallest do you have? Or I go in a sex shop, the other place, and maybe it's not humiliating in your country, but here it's very humiliated. I go to a sex shop, and inside, a worker came to me and said, do you need any help? And I said, do you have women's clothes? <gasps> She asked me, okay, I have. Now, uh, what size is your girlfriend? And I said, it's not for my girlfriend, it's for me. <gasps> that situation, my heart beats so much. I cannot explain to you how much I am stressed, I am humiliated in that situation. Women who are watching me laughing a little bit. Worker is not there. Really, for you, I don't know. I can see. Uh, what size? I really don't know. Oh, you, you mean for you? I said, yes, yes. You heard me first time for me. And it's really, really something that's now. Yeah. Nowadays, turns me on. Yeah. Or even the same story. And I'm asking, do you need any help? I said, I want to have the biggest deal that you have here. And she asked me, okay, maybe it's for anal or, or vaginal or what do you, it's for me. For me, and I like um, women are watching me, and it's again, heartbeat is very strong in that situation. So, I don't know why I like that. Yeah. I really don't know why I like I, I like that, but I still like that. What I'm loving, one of the many things I'm loving from your stories is how you bring your physical experience into the narrative. Like, I love, I love knowing because I am driven by a similar like curiosity impulse and then that kind of like 
fluttery. Yes. I don't know if it's fear. For me, I call it, I actually call it arousal. It's like I'm turned on, even if I'm very scared, even if I'm so nervous and I'm, I'm yes. also a shaker. Yeah. And so I like, yeah, I'm a shaker too. Yeah. 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 When you were talking about the blowjob right thing, <laughs> I can really relate to that. And for me too, it's also why it's so hot to have a top that then is just like, like, you know, whatever, whatever my nervous system is doing, someone who can just you know, help me ground is really, really yummy. Here's my question to you about your experience, because I, I really struggle with the kind of concepts of maybe we call it humiliation or degradation or kind of like seeking out that feeling of whatever. Do you think you would be more or less aroused if like one of those women approached you and was like, a small penis, how small is it? I'm curious. Like if they were in agreement around it, would that turn you on or would that make you feel different? Like, yeah. I'm shaking right now. Yeah. I'm really shaking right now because this is my dream come true. Okay. I would like to. Yeah. And this is my dream that never will really happen. But uh, I think I will say, I think I'm really small. Do you want to see? Yeah. Because I'm really small. Can I ask you about your penis? It's a uh, girth is okay, but it is small, about maybe in inches is three, three and a half uh, okay. inch long. Does it change when it gets hard? Yes, if, when it's hard, it's uh, about three and a half, maybe inch. When did you realize that you were on the smaller size compared to other people? The first time when we was in young age, when we were masturbating in groups, so everybody were bigger than me. After the, the game, match, uh, I shower with the others. Well, and when I was with uh, men's. Mm-hmm. And you, you see, you porn, you, you measure yourself. It's not hard to find out that you're smaller than the others. Yeah, yeah. I just also have spoken to plenty of penis owners who haven't seen as many other naked men as you have. And they think they're small and they're like pretty average. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. What kind of humiliation phrases really get you off around small penis humiliation? When I was with a fandom lady, she put me in a woman's clothes. She would like to talk to me, come on, uh, little bitch, uh, come on, sissy, with my pussy now, I will fuck your ass because your penis is so small to fuck others. You're worthless, you're little bitch, now suck my cock. Tell me that you're a faggot. That you love cocks, sucking cocks. You are a little, little sucker. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities, all thanks to Fleur. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories, so they downloaded Fleur and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Fleur's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. 
The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Floor invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Floor now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. Is small penis humiliation for you like related to or could it play dovetail nicely with forced feminization and that sissy kink? Yes. Like, is it directly yes. connected for you? So, like, what if it got called like a clit or like I couldn't even see your yes. little dick? Okay, cool. Yes, it's, it's really turning me on. And mostly when I would just at the cage. <gasps> what material is the cage made out of? Plastic. Okay. What does it feel like when you start to fill it up? Oh, it feels really different because balls are really tight in this situation. Yeah. And it's really something different. Everybody's have to try that. Yeah. But I have one problem with, I never spoke with anybody, but uh, people with uh, small penis will understand me. We with small penis have one problem. Nobody will think about it. When I'm in trousers like now, and I'm outside, I have to pee. I will pee myself. If I'm in white pants, it will show off. And mostly, I have to be sitting. When you are in cage, of course, you have to be like a woman. Yeah. And you are like a little sissy. You know, this is my game that you don't understand. And if you have chastity and you are in tongs and nobody sees that I am dressed like now, and I'm going to bedroom and I have to sit and peace, and it's really, really humiliating. It just turned me on. I love that. So in your intro, you said you like eating your own cum, but then in some stories, it sounds like maybe you have also tasted other people's cum as well? Yes. Oh, many people. <laughs> okay, so A, do you have a favorite? Does it matter? Like, is your cum tastier or is it just situationally different? And then B, like, when did you start coming in your own mouth? First, A, every cum is different. But I like Ericam. I am <laughs> really commuter. So I, I really I really don't mind. I just want that come in my mouth. Mm. This is something that I really want. Mm. The second, when I started to come in my mouth, I think early teenage years. I was home alone and I was trying to come in this situation. Mm. But I never never succeed. I'm not squirted too much. A little bit, just go. Yeah. And I was thinking, what can I do? So I put my leg in the air. After a few times, I was professional. And nowadays, I really like pre-cum, my own pre-cum. Yes. I like uh, oh, it's really pre-cum. smell. I really yeah. like the smell. Coming. I love the taste of it. Like getting that little clear drop and just like licking it off. Mm. Here, here's a question. When you are coming in your own mouth, like, are you jerking yourself to the point of like almost being there and then flipping or do you like finish yourself legs up? Like how are you, when is the orgasm happening? Orgasm is happening when my legs are in the air. You, so you put them there and then it, and yeah. then it happens. Uh, on the wall, on okay. the wall and I'm jerking. 
So is it like, it's like the finale where your legs are up or do you do the yes. whole? Okay. Okay. It's really like here pros. Yeah. So I'm professional in that situation. And I like to watch my cock, how it's really close, but I cannot leave them. Have you ever recorded yourself doing that? I recorded myself with everything I'm doing, but I just see that and delete it. Okay. That's because so I'm afraid to, to others see. Yeah, that makes sense. But I like to see myself riding a cock. I like to see it all come. I like to see myself in tongues. Every situation that I'm kinky about. Yeah. And in this situation, first time, I tried to pin my mouth. I was really young and I saw peace porn. And I was thinking how it's tasty and how will I try it? I first time I tried and it was everywhere, but not in mouth. <laughs> it's really hard. <laughs> and I decided, okay, maybe I will have to try like my own cup. And I tried. It's difficult. Yeah. I like that, but this is not for every day. Yeah. You have to prepare everything around you to play with your own piece. So. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just legs up it in the shower quite so easily. <laughs> Uh, no, because I tried and I, I hurt my. Yeah. It's, it's not easy. Believe me, do not try it at home. No. <laughs> do not try. Okay, so when you were with your partner in the piss play kind of exploration that you told us about, was that on you? Was it in your mouth? Was it on your face? Like, what, what was the situation there? Uh, I just played piss game with my fiance, except the femdom lady, but in relationships I'm yeah. talking about. And I was on my knees and I put like her vagina like that. Okay. And uh, she pissed in my mouth. But I don't remember first three okay. pissed in my mouth because we were drunk. Right, right, <laughs> As right, I said. Right. Yeah. So I really don't remember the taste. But I remember the last one. It was really good because she drank a lot of water that yeah. day. And this is very important. If you are enough hydrated, this will be like some juicy. Yeah. I don't know. It's not salty juicy, salty water. Yeah. But if you are not, nah, it smells it's a lot. different and it's hard to swallow. It's a, Yeah, I've been in both situations and I think the prepared hydration is, is for me the way to go. So here's a question I have going back to come a little bit, maybe not so much for the mouth. When you're in chastity for a few, it sounds like you've been in for days on those yes. longer times. What's the longest you've been without coming? And then do you notice a difference like in your load when you finally do? Oh, seven days. Damn. Seven, seven long days. <laughs> seven long days. It was really hard for me because of two situations. One situation is that I'm talking with my femdom lady yeah. every night, maybe 15, 20 minutes. But after her or before, I'm talking with my girlfriend. And we have some sex talk about it. And she asked me, do you touch yourself? Do you like it? I'm touching myself. And I'm turned on, but I cannot have erection because I'm in chastity. Right. This is something that is so hard to explain. You want something, but you cannot do it. And desire that you have in that situation is so hard Sex cannot do it to you like that situation. This is so much pressure on your body. It's pressure on your mind. It's something that's really turned me on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when I'm interested, mm -hmm. I didn't want my girlfriend to know that I'm 
wearing that. So first, maybe I was shocked. First, maybe 15 minutes after I put it down, I cannot have full erection. It is real erection, but it's not fully hard erection. Yeah. And it is something like, oh my God, what have I done? What is it now? And after a few minutes, and after first come, it is normally like before. But when you put it down, you will not have so hard direction that you think that you will have. But taste of gum is very, very, very different. It's stronger. Really? It's stronger. It's really taste 10 times stronger. Full of taste, I don't know how to say Mm -hmm. it differently. Mm -hmm. So if somebody don't like to swallow, that kind of gum will never swallow. I am so team, like if it's already in my mouth, I want to swallow it. I have never done the snowballing that you described. I've never given cum back and forth in my mouth. Have you done that more than that one time you told us? Yes, yes. Some kind of my fetish, I really like that, but it's it's not so many girls outside that want that. Yeah. Maybe they want, but they don't do it. But I never try squirt. I really want to try squirt. Yeah. I really want a woman uh, squirt in my mouth. I really don't know different in squirt and cum. Uh-huh. And it's something that I want to accomplish in some future life. So I really want that. And I want to see some others fucking my fiancé. Do you think that could happen? Cuckold, hot wife, uh, relationship. In my mind, I'm thinking that I can do it. That's turned me on. But in real life, I don't know. It will be or not. Okay. But squirt, I believe squirt is absolutely for me. Squirt is in your future. It sounds like you Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried? My own squirt? Mm, I've had... um, My former master would like make me come like squirt in his hand and then like, you know, like put it all over my face. Ah. So I've tasted some of it that way. I mean, I've never had a pussy owning partner like squirt into my mouth. Oh, that's got to go on my bucket list. Yeah, I haven't had like gushing on my face yet, but I have tasted it and it is sweet nectar. Like it's amazing. You know, I mean, by the time I'm like fucking a partner, I tend to really like their tastes and smells. And so as long as they are hydrated and taking care of themselves, then like, yeah, it's really. I really like, I really like a smell of sex. I yeah, like me too. When, when pussy is smelling like pussy. Yeah. I like when cock is smelling like cock. I, I really like as is as. Yeah. When we get sweaty too. Yeah. I like to, yeah. to eat the, I mean, a nice clean ass, but like, I like to, I don't want it to taste like soap. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like the skin. Yes, I yes. like the animal parts, which I wanted to ask you about. Speaking of like the animalistic parts, like being out in nature, like you described, first of all, that sounds so hot. Like in that forest setting, like the forest and the beach and this like magical, you know, it's like everyone's playing. Do you feel like that tapped into a primal part of you? I don't know, but I just know that I enjoy. Yeah. If you've ever been in my country, you will call me and I will show you that beach. And every single day, every single time, there is so many people, so many fucking <gasps> each other. Wow. And this is illegal. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask. Everybody knows about that. Okay, so it's just one of those human things where it's like, this is the rule, and then they just don't. Yes. Okay. Yes. Police came and they never do anything. Interesting. With my fiance, I'm going to the biggest nudist camp here in my country. And this is our five years, I think six maybe. Okay. And we are there about 12 days. 
and we are really enjoying this lifestyle. Amazing. We have just two friends there because mostly they are Germans and uh, Italian. Mm, okay. Because it is very expensive. Oh. This my style is very expensive, and they're close to the big swinger club. And I believe this is the only swinger club in my country. Oh wow! And it's really beautiful. We were there, but nothing happened. But I saw the glory hole first time in my life. I did not participate, okay. but I saw it, and it's amazing. I don't know if I will love more to be from this side or this side yeah. of glory hole. I really don't know. Everything is great for wow. me with glory hole. It's something that I want to try. Yeah, same, same, same. I never fucked with complete stranger in a few minutes. I've never done that either, but I'm scared. What would is that something you would want? It is in my mind. Okay. I'm scared too. Wait, I'm scared too. But you did meet those people at the beach. Yes, but we have some kind of eye contact. Right. Uh, we were watching. Uh, we have some kind of relationship in in that moment. Got it. But I never got in club and somebody just in front of me. Say, hey, do you want to have sex? And I said, okay, go. I want, I want that feeling. Yeah. Okay, now, let's go. Or somebody touched me here, and I said, what do you want? And maybe he told me, look down. And I see his penis is outside, and I just go on my knees and go sucking in front of people. This is so crazy, but in my mind, it's really hot. I believe I will never, never do it, but it's in my mind, it's really, really something that it's turned me on. I say, never say never. I am always like, well, I haven't done this yet. <laughs> I always leave the possibility open and, you know, and I, I trust the unfoldings. One thing that I really loved about the story of the beach, this magical beach, is that your German lovers were like, use protection, please. You know, I, I love that that made it into your story. Are people like being naked walking around with like little bags? Like, where, where does the protection live? What's the logistics of that? It's like you're safe. Everybody has some bags, like a little fanny pack. I love it. And there is condoms and everything for cleanup. Okay. I need to get a fucking fanny pack and a towel before I enter the nudist life. Okay. Or the sexy nudist life. I know most nudist stuff doesn't have to do with sex. Let me say that out loud. However, yes, yes, you know, yes. in those spaces where they are allowed. And when we are with cleanups, one of my things in my mind that I would like to try clean up my fiance after bull fuck her. Yeah, I would like to lick the sperm from her vagina. Never say never. Yeah, never say never. This is something that turns me on. Yeah. Okay, this is a little bit outside of the realm of sex stories, but I've really been enjoying asking people these questions, and I'm so curious to hear. How do you understand like the emotions of sex and or how is it different from love and or like romance? Like I heard you speak about love in your stories. I heard you speak about romance. And I'm curious, especially as a man, especially as a man raised in a Catholic country, like how do you kind of conceive of all of those feelings? I think it's the biggest problem in my head with romantic sex, love, relationship. And mix it together. Yeah. Because in my, my religion, friends, family, culture said that with your love, you have to be romantic, uh, 
you have to be slow. Sex is like in the movies, you are just kissing and have sex. And if you love somebody, you don't pee in her mouth, you don't fuck her ass, you don't do kinky stuff. Mm. I believe this is a situation now in my relationship. Because in first place, we were fuck bodies, we are trying new things, and now we are in a relationship. Yeah. Now we are not doing dirty things because we are in love. Now we are in a relationship. Now we are a little bit family and we don't do that nasty things to each other. This mm. is for somebody else. Mm. And this is problem of our country now here. This separation of love and kinky stops. I would like to have a relationship, love with kinky stuff. Me too. And I don't have it. I never have it. And I'm so sad about that. This is something that bothers me really much. I would like to have somebody like you open. I don't know. Can you have that kind of relationship that you love somebody, but you are in kinky, really kinky relationship, in kinky sex? It's really hard for me to take love out of everything. And lately I've been asking about love a lot more because I don't know if I... I don't know if my brain or my heart experiences love the same way other people do. How do we talk about it in words? How do we feel it? I know that when I was with my former master, you know, the one who did the most deliciously terrible, degrading, like torturous things to me, I thought I loved him. I would say I love you a lot. Like I would surrender myself fully to his being. And, you know, looking back, was the behavior between us always loving? Like, is that love that I want for myself? It certainly wasn't built for partnership. We didn't have a life to live together. But I really hold the hope for myself that that's possible. And also I can't control who I meet or who I partner with. I'm still dealing with my own like relational issues around abandonment and around, you know, expecting people to leave me. And now I have this confusing layer with the podcast and fans and I am exploring sex work and I'm still hornier and kinkier than most people I date or meet, you know, men or women. And I really have to believe it's possible. And the story that I'm hearing from you, where it's like, we were so kinky and hot, and now we're in love, and now it goes away. Even I experienced that in my relationship with him. I think my former master had kind of what you're describing, where once he decided that he was in love with me, even though I wasn't his wife, and I was just kind of like this extra creature, like, I think he started to resent the role switch or something, even though I was like, no, just fuck me dirty. I don't know, you know, so... Yeah. I know I've interviewed people who seem to have it all, who seem to have like these deliciously kinky relationships. Those people give me hope. I believe it's possible. Then again, I'm not in the depths of their experience. How can we know? Yes. I have a problem just after the kinky sex. Mm. Just after I came. I have a problem because I don't know how to be with that person in front of me. Because in that situation, I'm like now, I'm normal people, I'm not kinky. What should I do now? That second after I came, I don't know how to be in that situation, how to go around in that situation. I don't know how to speak in that situation. I don't know anything. I'm trying to be good, but it's not good. I'm really ashamed a few minutes after I'm thinking, am I too crazy? What mm. have I done? Why I have to do that what uh, she or he is thinking about me now okay i have that problem just few seconds after sex and after a few minutes or hours i'm normal again 
Okay. But this is so hard for me. This is uh, that I want to be better. Wow. Does it only come up when you're with a partner? Or does it happen when you're alone? No, no, when I'm alone, okay. no, no. But sometimes, sometimes when I'm really, really horny and I'm doing some, this is the time where after I'm drunk, yeah. it's a drunk night. Yeah. And when I woke up, I'm so horny that I'm doing the craziest thing I have ever done. And after that, I'm thinking that's normal. <laughs> Once I put my needle in my ass and it was very dirty. Yeah. And put it in my mouth again and as to mouth play. After that, I was thinking, oh my God, what have you done? Mm. Why are you doing that? And I don't know why. But just in that really hard, kinky stuff. Yeah. After maybe I'd like to, sometimes I like to ball busting a little bit, oh, really? not too much. Okay. Yes. And I have some toys, my toys. Uh, for that, I like to scratch them, beat the balls. But just when I'm very horny, and after that, I'm talking, oh, what have you done? Or as the mouth, it's very mind game for me because I want it. And after that, after I try it, my ass juice in my mouth, and after I came, especially if I came in my mouth yeah. after that, and I'm going to shower and I'm thinking, oh, come on, you are so... Too much kinky. Maybe mm. it's, maybe you have to be. But just a few minutes after that time, yeah. okay. You know, it's interesting because as I hear you speak, I think about you identify as a submissive. I identify as a submissive. All of my experiences in which I've done the stuff that really is at my edges, you know, so the first time I had an anal hook and things got like, you know, just really intense, a little bit messy. The first time that I had pee in my mouth or... Again, do, did these kind of like crazy kinky things that maybe I am judging myself for because I don't have enough kinky friends to normalize it. But for me, in the relationship that I was in, I was able to get physical comfort from my dirty, dirty partner. Yes, that's very important. In the moments after, I would just collapse and lay there. And as I hear you talk, I think about the moments of, oh God, wow, I'm actually having a big moment of realizing how often when I'm alone, I've had self-judgment come up around my kinks, especially as I explore more of my kinks that are related to sex work. And there's so much judgment and so much of like, well, why am I into this weird thing? And so as I hear you speak, I wonder if there's a way for us to give ourselves that kind of holding or aftercare if it's not available from a partner, you know? I don't know how to do it. I don't know either. But maybe you could imagine me hugging you from across the world. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, because I think for me, the physical, the body part is really important. How we give that to ourselves in our heads. I don't know. Yes, because when I'm alone, I like to watch CEI or Joy videos. You know what it is. The JOI? Jerk-off instructions? Uh, yes. Oh, and yeah. committing. And coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I just love watching. And every time you watch some other videos. One time I accidentally opened one video and video it was CEI with tenor play, with dildo play. Okay. And it was the first time the instructor was that the dildo in your ass and slowly put it out and put it in your mouth. Mm. And I was so horny at that time. I'm watching that. I'm putting my big dildo from my ass. And I'm watching the dildo. And it's dirty. And in that situation, I don't know what to do. And 
one side of me said, come on, put it in your mouth. And other side, no, clean it up. No, put it, no, clean it, no, put it. And in this situation, I put it in my mouth. I realized that it turns me on. And this is some kind of situation that you cannot explain to yourself. What am I doing? And it really turns me on. What am I doing? And this really turns me on. I'm putting everything on my face. And I came. And a few seconds after that, again, I am turning to myself, what have you done? Mm. And this is some kind of situation that I don't know how to behave. Right. There's no social norm for what if maybe we are into dirty play? What if we were all the way into scat play? You know, there's no script for that in our society. I'm not in scat play. No, you're not. But, but I'm for not, example. But, but in that situation, I was in scat play. Right. It was a byproduct. Yes. It was just a few times. Maybe three, four, five times. But in that situation, it's turned me on. Yeah. In other situation, I don't like it. I've been in the same place. I have one thing that I stopped myself. I was watching porn, and I'm not really normal. And I saw flashing scenes in cabin, in malls. And you a little bit open your cabin. Somebody can see how you are naked. And this is something that turns me on. Yeah. And I do it a few times. Some people saw me, women, and turns me on. But in one situation, I said, maybe I can try being tongs and trying women's clothes and a little bit open the, the door. And I started doing that. But I heard one woman said, there is a man trying the women's clothes. Go call the security really fast. I just put it away. And no, that's your problem. I didn't do it. So in that situation, I really start thinking that maybe you have to have some boundaries. Maybe you have to be in your mind and nothing else, just in your head. Yeah. It's not everything for everybody, for everywhere. Something has to be in your mind and just in your mind. Maybe. And it's also like... It's too risky. Yeah. It's risky. And we also don't get to grow sexually as beings, as creatures, as humans until we try stuff. And so finding those safe spaces, finding the boundaries that make us feel safe, but maybe not too safe because we still need a thrill, you know, but, but finding yes. a way for us to all kind of like exist. And I think the other piece that I'm always practicing coming to terms with is reminding myself there's no such thing as perfect. Whatever idea I have Real life is different. You know, whatever whatever's coming up for me, there's <laughs> I just get to flow with my weird, kinky, whatever comes toward me. And that's part of the joy, too, is I don't have to control it. I can't control it, no matter how hard I try. Yes, it's really hard to control your mind. It's something that is really, really hard to explain. Because if you will see me now in my office or, or in some place, you will say, oh... That's really normal guy. Like the joke, like to drink wine, like to sing. Very open friend. Never, you will never guess that I like men and women. You will think that I'm just normal man in in around you. But if you will know what is in my head in, in that situation, I don't know how you will react on it. So this is something. Never judge people when you see them. Judge when you try them. Absolutely. <laughs> If you have to judge, if you have to judge, <laughs> if you have to judge. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm all for saving our energy for the judgments that are like, what's helpful for us, you know, rather than the judgments that come from a place of fear or being like, I don't want to be like them there. I'm going to judge them first. And the other piece about that is, you know, this word normal. I wonder if we were able to see more of the inside thoughts of more people, if perhaps what is normal, your normal maybe is a little more normal than we think. Like maybe, maybe there's a lot of, well, I know for a fact from reading some research books that there are a lot of penis having people that are curious about other penises, you know, in various ways. So it's like, I think that's actually pretty normal. We just don't, it's not part of our definition currently. Yes. I have just, Two lines that I will never go through it. This is vomit. I don't like vomit stuffs. Vomit? Okay. Yes, I really don't like it. I, I cannot do it. Yeah. And with kids and animals, I really don't understand yeah. why some people want to do it. But yeah. I just can't explain to myself. Maybe they, they can explain to themselves. This is the line that I don't want to go but everything else is just okay for me. So I'm really, really open and thinking. I love that. Yeah, thank you. One of the things I have enjoyed the most about the way that you share is you say, I don't know why, but here I am. And it's like that acceptance, that level of acceptance, I think can bring us closer to loving ourselves, which helps us love other people. So, okay, I could clearly talk to you for hours, but I'd like to wrap up by asking you, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age or ages would you pick? And then what would you say? In very young age, maybe 14, 13, 12, I don't know. And I will say to me, everything that you like, it's normal. There is not normal things. Just be yourself, enjoy in your body, Life is really, really, really short. And don't be in a situation that you will regret that you don't do something that you like to do. And I will say, try everything you want because you are young. Try not be ashamed. Everything is okay. Everything will be okay. And life is in front of you. Beautiful. Do you have a sex question you want to ask me? Yes, not about you, because I really know so much about you. <laughs> but I would like to ask you, what do you think about my kinks? What is the kinkiest that you like on me? <gasps> and what do you think about micropenises and sex with them? And have you ever been in that situation? Okay, so I was going to say I think that being into small penis humiliation is an amazing kink that I actually haven't talked to anyone directly. Like I have like only through like message boards or like not, but like not directly in a conversation. So I, do we judge kinks as kinky? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to kind of give them a category, but I think actually it's tied for me between owning a micro penis and small penis humiliation and come play. Well, then again, piss play is pretty edgy for me. I'm really bad at picking uh, like most, okay. <laughs> but those ones are definitely popping for me. I think kind of like you said in your interview, piss play for me is it really is at the edge. I'll do it. I'll totally do it. But every single time I'm like, yes, <laughs> you know, and, and I think for me, if I were with a partner, who had a micro penis and was into small penis humiliation, that would be really edgy for me because I have been trained to be so nice 
because I have accidentally upset people so many times. And I heavily suspect that the next evolution of my kinky self is going to have a lot to do with that aspect. And so I suspect that for myself, I could really learn to embrace the full range of my power by using it to offer other people like really delicious pleasure in some degrading, humiliating, like really, really harsh sort of ways. So I think that's really hot. I don't think I've felt a micro penis, although maybe I don't know if I had the right definition. Cause I've, I have lady friends who've been with penises that are like as big as a knuckle and I've never experienced that. I'm really curious about all of it. <laughs> I love shapes and sizes of all kinds. I'm really, really curious about being with micro penis. I loved that hearing in your story that you were doing doggy because like, I think I just don't know, you know, everyone's anatomy is different. Every angle is different. And I think I love the idea of having human toys to experiment with of all sizes. I don't know. I'm also not a size queen one way or the other. I love a huge cock. I love a small cock. I love a medium cock. I love a cock that wants to let me play with it and give it pleasure. I'm really curious, like what <laughs> comes up for me when I'm interviewing you is like, I wonder, can I get it down my throat? Could it reach back? You know, like there's enough space there. That seems not, we'll see, you know, like, and, and so, so I think I would love to have kind of all of that curiosity and talking to you really makes me want to go like research different phrases and humiliation words for small people. Yeah. Just to have them in my arsenal so that I can like, know. you know, and of course, if I was with a partner, I would just be like, what do you like to hear and this and that. But you know, if it's someone who really wants to give over and maybe doesn't want to say every single little phrase, I can understand that. I'm one of those. I have just one question for you. Yeah, I will die if I don't ask you. Okay. Why is turn on to you a guy come in own mouth? Like, why does the idea of you flipping your legs up into the air and coming in your yeah. own mouth turn me on? <gasps> yes. What a great question. Oh, do I have an answer? I just think it's so hot on multiple levels. So I'm very visually aroused. So even just imagining you doing that is cool because it's so energetic and playful and there's something about the timing and there's something about the like the phrase that came into my head I don't know if this even makes sense like the determination of satisfaction like I think it's also because it's a completion like okay I'm just brainstorming this so this we'll figure out if this makes sense okay so for some reason energetically it reminds me of the first time that I stuck a finger with permission, with request, into the asshole of my partner at the time who was fucking me. And it turned me on so much because I'm like, this is a closed energetic loop. So it felt like the energy within it was just like building, building, building. And then it was like, he was fucking me, but I was fucking him, but we we're fucking each other. And so I think, yeah, I don't know that there's something about that energy loop. There's something about a dude who's like, yeah, I'll eat not just come, but my own come, like I'm going to reuptake my seed that wasn't used to fertilize. Like they think there's, yeah, I don't know. It's almost like a kink of a breeding kink. Maybe I think I'm also turned on that. Like, I'm not the only one who's going to eat come like just because I have a pussy just because you might come in my mouth. Doesn't mean that you might not come in your own mouth. And I think it also might go back to, for me, like an early experience with a partner where like I was having them come and then it like shot and it did get on their face and they were like, they weren't going to eat it. You know, so my early experiences were like, ah, don't get that away from my mouth. And so when someone is like, 
no, I'll do it. I think, you know, as a kinky, as a very kinky person, I'm like, oh, you're very kinky too. You know, it's all of those things and probably more. I'll keep thinking about it and I'll let you know if I come up with more answers, but those off the top of my head are kind of what come to mind. <laughs> Absolutely. Damn. Thank you for answering. John, thank you so much for being a guest on Sex Stories. Oh, thank you very much. Ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.